For every major event in our life or a part in our life when we change significantly, there's a story. When people ask you, how did you meet your husband? How did you meet your wife? There's a story. And it's often sometimes insignificant, seemingly, right? There's something about their smile. There's something about the way they looked at you that you knew that that was someone to whom you were attracted or someone you wanted to get to know better, right? The stories tell more about who we are in our relationship than they do about the facts of the matter themselves. For instance, when people ask me, you know, about my vocation, where did your vocation start? I often start by telling a story that was at least six or seven years before I actually started thinking about the priesthood. The story says a lot more about me and where I was and what God did in my life and my family than it does about actually discerning priesthood. The story goes like this. When I was in sixth grade in January, February, I don't remember the date, I was suspended indefinitely from my Catholic grade school. The principal wanted to expel me for a consistently poor behavior. I just never changed. I never said I was sorry. My behavior just seemed to continually be bad. And so she wanted me out. She was done. My mother, because this was, you know, first period actually, came just after dropping us off at school, and in exasperation, she took me to the nearby Carmelite monastery. She walked me up to the front row, and they have adoration there after Mass all the way until Compline. She walked me up, sat me in the front row, and then she left. And I didn't know if I was supposed to be a nun or if I was supposed to... What, I, did, I didn't know what was going on. But I knew in that moment God's presence. Right? And so for my story of a vocation to the priesthood and to religious life, it's not so much about the Dominicans, it's not so much about that, but it's about having a family, having a parent who loved me so much that even in her lowest moment with me, she took me to God, and having a God who loved me in that moment. The interesting thing, though, is that for the most important moment of the vast majority of our lives, we don't have a story. And you're probably sitting there thinking to yourself, Father, how do you know what the most important moment of my life is? The most important moment of your life is easy. It's the moment you were baptized. For most of us, it was in our infancy. When I sit with married couples and it says on the forum, what day were you baptized? Most don't even know the year they were baptized. I guess I was a baby, so whatever year I was born. We don't know anything unless it was like a crazy day or one of us was crying or something like that. The only reason I know the date of my baptism is because when I entered the order, I had to get a baptismal certificate. But I know nothing else. My parents had never talked with me about that day. And yet that's the most important day of my life. The day each of you were baptized was the most important day of your lives. And in one way, it's beautiful that we don't necessarily have a story for the most part. Some of us do, and if you do, those are wonderful and beautiful stories, and I want to encourage you to share them, if you are, especially if you came to the faith later in life. But the beautiful thing is this, is that just like in Christ's baptism, when we start to come into our own, when we start to realize the power, the goodness, and the glory of our baptism, the story we tell is the story of Christ living within us, the story of our redemption, our salvation, our continuous conversion. Because in the waters of baptism, you were claimed for Christ. Your sins were washed away. You were made a temple of the Holy Spirit. You were anointed as priest, prophet, and king. You were given everything you need for salvation. The doors of heaven were opened to you when you were buried and rose again in the waters of baptism. 
And this is a powerful story, but it's also a story and a reminder that God, in His infinite love for you, makes extraordinary the ordinary. Being washed, a simple cleansing in water, and a simple anointing with oil changes who you are ontologically. There's no going back. Every day, children are are washed in water by mom or dad, but only once are we bathed in the rebirth of Christ in baptism. And we see what happens and what God desires for each of us in what Christ does today in the gospel. He is baptized, and though in his divine nature he is totally and perfectly pleasing to God, and he totally possesses the Holy Spirit, we hear the voice of God, you are my son, with you I am well pleased. And we see the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. But then the part we don't hear is the rest of the gospel. That when Christ is baptized, it's the start of that salvific mission. It leads to the proclamation of the saving and good news of God. It leads to the cross. It leads to the resurrection. It leads to the opening of the gates of heaven for all who follow after him. And so, too, it is for us. That in baptism, we were given a mission. In baptism, we were given a new way of life. In the, sec- or in the first letter of St. John, we hear this. Beloved, we are God's children now. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. In the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, we heard this wonderful line. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased. And Isaiah is talking about Jesus, but because you are now Christ's, he's talking about you. That thousands of years ago when Isaiah prophesied this, he was talking about the new life in baptism that Christ gives you, promises you, opens for you. And so now it's time to start telling our story, to talk with our friends, our family, those sitting with us, about the graces, about the mission, and about the wonder of life in Christ that was opened for you in the waters of baptism. You may not know the specifics of the day or the time or even the church, but you are God's child now. You have a Savior. You have a life. And you are promised that life forever, here and in heaven. It's time to know that story, to claim that story, to live and to tell the story of Jesus Christ living in me.